3: the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with shopify you'll harness the same intuitive features trusted apps and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/tech all lowercase that's shopify.com/tech i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly
0: from bloomberg this is the deal The Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Sounded by Firemen. With Chris Clark Clark and Wes Mitchell on the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game.
3: And welcome into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler, Wes, and Chris along with you for the next hour. Guys, uh, happy Valentine's Day, but most importantly, happy Clowny Day. Today, 12 years ago. Jadavian Clowney committed to be a South Carolina Gamecock. I know you guys have shared your personal stories on how that recruitment went down. Uh, hard
2: to believe it's now been a dozen years. I'm glad you brought that up, Tyler. You just, um, you just gave me, I, I was just telling Chris, I'm like having some writers, some mental block over here. You at least gave me what my Instagram post can be today for the Gamecock Central <laughs> See, IG.
3: We help each other out. We gotta hang yes. out with
2: Tyler more and give us more ideas. Yes, we need more ideas. Uh, that uh, Holy cow, that was a long time ago, y'all. Um, it would have been 12 years ago.
1: Yeah, it was 12. That's what Tyler calculated. 12, I trust you. An mathematician. 12 years ago. Actually, I'm gonna give a hot take. Seems well, like it was actually, even longer
2: ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it really does. Um. So... It, it is interesting. Were, were you there? You were in the in the house. I was not. Were you? I was there.
1: Funny enough. So here's here's one of the funny parts. of the Story. I was in Mexico. Mm. I was. I had scheduled the post signing day vacation.
2: Oh. Uh, no. Right.
1: Because that was when there was one big signing day, 2011 she so go ahead and say with the wife, he, yeah. We'd been married um, not even two years at that point. Got married and uh, actually, no, weren't married. So we were going to Mexico. Yeah, we have been married a little over two years, a little over a year and a half. Like, yeah, post-signing day, we'll take a little vacation. February 14th, we'll be there. Nothing's going to happen there. that it day. Nothing's be happen- yeah. I mean, nobody, because that was so... You didn't see that a lot. Like, every now and then, there was a dude that would commit after signing day. Because a lot of people forget the signing day, and there was only one back then, first Wednesday of, of February, but the period runs until April. But nobody does that. Right. I mean, almost everybody signs that day. So, yeah, I was sitting
2: in Mexico. I like back then, almost literally nobody pushed the envelope I, on that. I, I, think, I think... um Roquan Smith,
1: I think, took it past, um, who ended up going to Georgia. There were a couple other kids, but it was rare. It was rare. And so, yeah, I was in Mexico. Um, We'll have to have Shu on the the show to see probably what he thought about that at the time. I did watch. I was in the little internet cafe. Uh, We had our content ready. But, yeah, I was in Mexico hanging out. Now, was your wife mad that you were working on vacation? No, nah, she understood.
2: I I think um, I think Chris was okay working on vacation on that one. A because it's Clowny. <laughs> B I know his wife. She was wanting to know what was happening about Clowny just yeah. as much as anybody else <laughs> in Game Cognition. And C, Chris at least chose his own, really his only choice. But he was stuck between a uh, a constant battle with anyone who works in sports, which is, do I get fired or do I get divorced today? You know, like, I I have the balance, like the balance, the work-life balance, which being in sports is amazing. It's great. I'll never complain, but there is, there's not set hours. So you are constantly in, oh, am I going to get fired today or get divorced today as you try to balance the two things out. Chris's only decision because trips to Mexico are not planned, you know, Two weeks before their yeah. plans. Yeah. you know, Next week you want to go to Mexico? Chris was, he made the only decision he could. But yes, I was there. It, it is kind of interesting. Um, there is a certain feel, uh, and, and again, you're talking about pressure on high school kids, you know, to, to live up to it. But there is a certain feel, there's a certain it factor um, that is present for, I mean, I remember it with Gilmore remember it with Lattimore, remember it with Clowney. With Alshon, you could just tell like this, because South Carolina got him to flip from Southern Cal. Um, Special moment. There was a little, there was some of that being there for Nick Harbour as well. Mm -hmm. Just the way, the way when he walked in the room, like the student body was sort of buzzing that he had arrived. Uh, It it is kind of cool, but then you have to remind yourself. And as I've gotten older, you know, I, I try to remind I'm like these are high school kids. <laughs> like, there's no guarantees here. with Alsh- Alsh- Clowney, it was like this guy, yeah, is the best high school player I've ever seen. But he was he was kind of
1: so uh, Alshon had the cape, remember Superman cape, at his signing day ceremony. So Clowney, the the funny thing is, he was kind of unassuming. Like he, some people thought, oh. He's taken it past signing day, so, like, he has no clue what he wants to do or um, he, like, loves the attention. He did not. He did not like the attention. Wes, I don't know. You probably remember trying to get the guy on the phone. Oh, I didn't even try. Yeah, at at the end, I mean, probably (laughs) the last, like, six months, like, there's just no effort because he would change his phone number all the time. He didn't like it. I've got a funny story about going to his basketball game to, to try to talk to him. But, like, sometimes... He wouldn't even, like, if he just didn't feel like going on a visit, even if he said he was going to be there, he just wouldn't go. And and even his signing day ceremony, like, he's on ESPN, like, it's nationally televised. That wasn't as common back then, right? 2011. Like, they'd just kind of gotten into that space. But it was a big deal for his. Kind of like, it, you know, it, it's the only one because it's not signing day. It's literally Valentine's Day. And Clowney's just kind of like, Puts on the Gamecock cat, and, you know, he's kind of, yeah, I'm going to go up there and play with those boys, you know? Like, but when you're, uh, a, when you're a generational type of talent like
3: that, you can get away with that. You can do it your own way and nobody really yeah. bats an eye about it. It
1: was just, it was his birthday. He just wanted to commit. That's kind of it.
2: How much could Clowney rack up in NIO money? That's what I was thinking about. We were just talking about nil last hour, Garnet Trust Hour. Whew. When what you, would it, what his what would his nil valuation on all in three be? Would be, be a lot. In, in the past
3: fifteen years, I would think like he, him, Johnny Manziel, they would definitely be like in the top five. Oh, Manziel, earners. I mean, yeah, Johnny Manziel, Man- probably. Manziel, would have been number one without a doubt. But Clowney would have been in the top five, at least in the past decade and a half of you know overall earnings. I would feel like,
1: and yeah, I don't at feel like, in the
3: conversation.
1: I don't feel like Clowney, what Cam Newton. Oh, yeah. Cam, Cam Newton
3: was already <laughs> getting paid, allegedly.
1: Yeah, allegedly. Come on, no way, Tyler. Stop. Um, he turned down the money at the one school. Just went to Auburn because he he just he loved enjoyed to see the colors
2: <laughs> and liked trees. But um, no, Cam Cam would have been up there. Been pretty high. Cam might well see big personality. To he him. was only there for for one year, so mm-hmm. that sort of slows your opportunity there. And, and Cam. Are we going to play out this conversation? Sure. Go for it. (laughs) Cam, I I feel like, all right, looking back, Cam actually probably had an argument for what he meant um, to Auburn to to be number one even. Mm -hmm. But y'all remember when, when he got to Auburn, nobody necessarily knew that he was Cam
3: yeah. He was like, a he was a backup at Florida. They got mm-hmm. cut from the team, mm-hmm. played in junior college, played well, but had a there, huge year. Yeah, had a Gico. huge year, but there wasn't a ton of fanfare outside of the Auburn program when he came in there. Yeah. It's like, hey, they got this guy from Juco, cool. Let's see what he can do. And he ended up being <laughs> Did some things. maybe the greatest college quarterback ever for that one season.
2: Yeah, so I, I feel like that would have very uh deeply Threatened his his nil ability, like it would have been. There would have been a market there, and I feel like as the year went on, it would have been like, oh wait, this guy. Obviously, we were all like, this guy is special, mm-hmm. but there also wouldn't have been that push to, oh well, he has to get some nil money, or he's <laughs> going to leave <laughs> after this year because he's going to go to the NFL anyway. So I don't know if his his valuation itself would have been through the roof, but the real the practicality of it, it wouldn't have driven up. The way if Johnny Manziel did it at such a young age um, and then came back, his would have been through the roof.
3: Looping back to J. Davion Clowney, if you had to put a number value on the hit against Michigan in NIL money, what would that have been worth?
1: True. I mean, there, there's a lot there. It's certainly worth a lot to the University of South Carolina. I mean, yeah, their, their, their Google hurts, their admissions, <laughs> yeah, every, their trends. um, Yeah, I mean, dude, he could have signed a zillion prints of that and done NFTs. And, you know, and it's kind of hard because, like, the social media era was not then what it is now. And so, it, like, would Clowney have even been on Twitter? You mind I, mean, Twitter I don't feel I, like it. I mean, Twitter was around then. It was around, I, I was like, on Twitter. I
3: remember it. Was he, he on Twitter back
2: deal. in the day? I think he was one of the guys that was on there, but didn't really he didn't do anything, do much. And you know, back then there there was a. It's kind of funny. There was a. It, it's really hard to pinpoint when this moment was. There is a moment when Twitter, you know, was here and it was used professionally. Yes, for news and, and it obviously still is. But there was a moment when it shifted. It used to be that it was still just like a toy almost, sort of like, you know, Instagram for college students. They post pictures of them and their friends. At some point, it became a thing where, oh, that's how I control my brand. Mm -hmm. And that's when schools themselves, schools used to steer away from mentioning social media. Like, you would never have seen somebody's Twitter handle on their official bio on a school site, you know, 10 Years ago, but then it became. Yeah, there were schools that that basically banned their guys from tweeting during the season. Yeah, um, some some athletes would take it upon themselves to say, "Oh, I'm getting up," and they that, still do that sometimes.
3: That, that preseason tweet, talk to y'all in January, yeah. or February, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
2: so Can. but now it's uh, it's so tied into your brand and your your value and, and nil and all this stuff that. But schools have leaned into that, but I think they feel like they have to because they want to be able to tell athletes when they recruit them, hey, we're going to do everything possible to grow your brand. There's still guys still to this day that don't care about social media.
3: Sure. But But if you threw a pile of money at them and said, hey, promote this product, promote this service, they'd get on there and and do it. Well,
1: and and some athletes have been able to leverage their following – To where it's not, it's more of their following even on social media and and just being smart about how they do that, even than their athletic exploits. Mm -hmm. They've been able to create deals for themselves there.
3: Sometimes it's both. Well, and and that's on the On3 website. When you look at the NIL evaluations, that's what it lists is like Twitter followers, TikTok, Instagram. Like, what's the, and we don't know how much money specifically these guys are making, but it says based on these followers, here's an
1: idea of what they could be making. Given this exposure. An attempt, yeah, an attempt to set the market. And I don't know how far back we would want to go. But I think the number one, if you were to create a, a number one like it has to be somewhat modern era. You can't say, oh, you know, Earl Campbell or you know what?
3: <laughs> Which that that's why I said fifteen years a minute ago, just kind of keeping years. it a little bit more modern. But you can take it back as far as you want. It's got
2: to at least be in the social media
1: era. Yes. I feel like. Okay. Well, my number one of all time, and this is kind of on the on the cusp of that, Tim Tebow. Would yes. have been, yeah, definitely would have been up there, number one. And then there's like the Grand Canyon, and then everybody else probably.
2: I've, I feel like Manziel could have
1: rivalled Tebow numbers.
2: But would some of Manziel's <laughs> off the field stuff have? Well, how many uh, limited I him? cuz how about how many
1: like gambling deals could he have gotten if those were allowed? Oh man, he t- would he would have been the face of bad alcohol MGM or deals. Something. They're alcohol. <laughs> I
2: know they're not really, really allowed, it. but you said um, it. I didn't. I mean, he was a partier, right? That's... All big time.
1: Um, yeah. That's not exactly a secret. No, Tebow would have absolutely killed it. They need to do that. On three should do, hey, if we could kind of project the social media era, let's do an all-time NIL top 25. But we're on agreement. Clowney would be top five. He, he At least in the conversation for top five. Yeah. My, he, my only wonder is would he have done, because, I mean, he had a big personality, but, like, he wasn't, as forward-facing as, like, a Tim Tebow or even a Cam or Johnny Manziel, like... But his presence is what
3: sold him. Like, he didn't have to have... He didn't have to be doing, you know, public speaking engagements. Just being clowny would have sold a lot Yeah, he didn't have to post a a TikTok a day to... Right,
2: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Y'all know who has, like, been amazing at this? I feel like if you look at Travis Hunter, when he went into the portal... And then he was like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna announce something once I get my YouTube followers up to X number." And it's like, dude, you are just playing everybody right now. Knowing don't, you're following, don't hate the, the player, uh, hate the game. I mean, I I respect it. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of respect for it, but he is definitely playing the game.
3: All right, we're gonna run to our first timeout. Come back on the other side. Continue our conversation about NIL and continue to celebrate Clowny Day. Here on 1075 The Game, it's the Garnet Trust Takeover Hour, or Garnet Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, excuse me, presented by Firehouse Subs. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment.
0: Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head, on your home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game.
3: Back in on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Going to jump back into our conversation relating to NIL in just a moment, but it is Tuesday. That means there is a Firehouse Sub of the Day waiting for you, the Tuesday special
2: turkey bacon ranch uh two of my three favorite things on the planet let y'all guess which two but uh jadavian Clowney could have gotten himself more than likely a phenomenal deal with firehouse subs and eaten <laughs> all the turkey bacon and ranches he ever wanted uh, you can do the same today they got a uh, 5.99 small 7.99 medium just go with the medium. That's what you want. Anyway, that's the sub of the day. Every single day there is a sub of the day. You don't have to get it, but if you want to have a little little bit of an extra deal there, do that. Hit the Rapid Rescue order online, firehousesubs.com. There are 14 locations in the Midlands, so that means no matter where you are in our listening area, more than likely there is a Firehouse Subs nearby to you. Again, this is Turkey Bacon Ranch Day, one of my favorite subs on the Firehouse Subs menu.
3: So I had this question from how we started the show, talking about Chris being in Mexico when this announcement happened. Is that the oddest place you've ever been, having to do a story or break news or something like that? Mm. Or has it gotten weirder? Thought you were going to say during a recruiting announcement. That probably. Well, I mean that been... kind of, that kind of encompasses breaking news and reporting. Yeah.
1: Gosh, I would have to think about that. Actually, my wife Wes would probably be able to be
2: like, "Yeah, you remember that time we had to?" Oh yeah, she. But, I feel she like she remembers uh, all of them. Shout out Carolyn. <laughs> She's maybe still listening. Let us know. Yes, uh, I'm, text I'm sure, uh, me on my personal firehouse subs text line. Yeah, I'm sure know. she knows. I'm trying to think of. I mean, I've written. I'm sure uh, you have as well. I've written many riding down the road. Um, you know, with riding down the road, motion sickness. Yeah, well, I, I don't really get that. Um. Not driving down the road, thankfully, just riding. You haven't
1: written a. You got your laptop out while you're driving. No Tesla at that time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying. To, I mean, Mexico. I, I've definitely been like on vacation when things happened, and and I've left West high and dry at times. Like Zach Pickens committed when I was at the beach. Mm. You know, so I, I Ooh. got. Is
2: that a good one? I um, I didn't write the story, but I I posted. That he had committed from the gym. Okay. Yeah, I I remember that. I got a You were on vacation. And I got a phone call (laughs) and it was from, I guess we're good here. It was from (laughs) the parent of another player. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey man, Zach Pickens is is about, is like, it's like an impromptu ceremony. He's like. Pickens is about to commit. And I'm like, what? And this was on, I think, a Friday night. Thursday or Friday night. And I was having just, I was at the gym. You know, the day was over. I was relaxing. Going to get my workout in. And so he's like, I'm like, well, tell me where he goes. And then uh, he's like, yeah, it's South Carolina. So he's like, what, do you want to talk to him? And I'm like. Well, yeah. Uh, he's like, "Cool, I'm gonna go get him and put him on the phone." And I'm like, "Can you call me right back when you do that?" So then I'm like running out to the car, trying to put something together on my phone because I don't have my laptop with me. <laughs> and then like, "All right, how am I gonna record this interview?" Um, so then I, I did have one of those apps that'll let you record it. Call. I ended up calling this person back, and then they put Zach on the phone because I was a little. I was like, "Okay, is this enough to to run this?" Like I'm. You know, I'm hearing it yeah. from a third party, but they are literally there. But <laughs> like, no, he just did it. Yeah, and um, then he put Zach on the phone. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, we're so. And, was it like a formal announcement? Like, was it a <laughs> ceremony or like how did this? It was, it was an impromptu ceremony. Like it was, it was at the end of their spring game. I think, if I remember correctly, yeah. it was like a scrimmage. Okay, and uh, the hilarious thing about that is the Clemson coaches were there that day. Epic. Ooh. And, uh, he I had no up, clue, obviously. Yeah, he ends up committing to South Carolina that day. But it was a situation where it wasn't a planned ceremony. or It, it may have been internally. It was not like... The put,
3: media did not, it was not put it. out.
2: It was not like, hey, everybody come out. We're going to do an announcement. It was just like, oh, Zach has something to tell everybody. Shout out to that parent. Yeah. yeah. The, um, our buddy, Matt Connolly.
1: <laughs> Wes, you remember the... Um, it's now like a meme, basically. you remember he 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 wrote that story like posted up against a dumpster? <laughs> yes, that one just cracks me up because people like people take it. It's like it's like a very like niche like meme among like Clemson and Carolina. Right about Clemson, yeah, up against the dumpster. Up against. that, I've never done a dumpster story. Well, I feel
2: like like you shouldn't. It's just bad optics. So what's the story? Why was he up against a dumpster? I've never heard. He just... I don't think it was planned. Just... Well, of of
1: course. (laughs) I think he just had to write a story. It's a good spot. How about up against this dumpster? Sounds good. I don't know. you got to do what you got to do. We've all done the, you know... There have been a lot of crazy ones because, I mean, it's like Wes said. There's no no off-season. There's no, like, okay, we're going... We're going to set the news to break today sometime between 9 and 3. No, it doesn't work that way. I
2: think I i don't think this is a false memory. <laughs> I think this really happened. Um, this was back when laptops didn't last, like the batteries don't last as well as they do now. And I had to write something and my laptop was dead and I could not find somewhere to plug in. And I ended up um, unplugging. It was back when uh, those little like strip malls, like outside malls, you would have like drink machines and snack machines just outside. I feel like you don't see those anymore, actually. But I unplugged a drink <laughs> machine <laughs> so I could plug in and get some get some juice. Somebody came by a few minutes
1: later or like an hour later, and they're like, "My Dr Pepper's all warm." Did you
3: plug
2: it back in afterwards? I did mean, you forget? Probably I would, forgot. I would hope that frazzled, I did, but I, I can't say for sure. The other, the, the one,
1: the one. My wife did just remind me of this one. On, I'm just going to call it the firehouse subs text line. There you it's, go. It's my Apple Watch. But, sure. So when my second daughter was born, she was born, um, in November. Or wait, I think she might have got the, the the child wrong. Honestly, one of my children. We'll we'll sort that out at the Clark household later. Okay, don't tell her she's but wrong. One of my daughters was born in November. Ooh. The previous year, because mine are very close. They're less than a year apart. Yeah. The other one was born the preceding December. One of those, we had a coaching search going on. And I, th- but that would have been, yeah. Yeah, that would have been because Spurrier stepped down in 2015. So she's right, as usual. Shout out. Happy Valentine's Day. You're right again. Um, but when my youngest daughter was born, Spurrier stepped down mid-season. Right. After the LSU game. And so you had that prolonged, it was like a, what was 50 something days of mm. a coaching search. And so we're about to. We've already got a newborn. We've got another one like on the way. And that was absolutely crazy. Like, I don't, if you ask me like, well, what was your memory of that? I don't know. I so, have none. I mean, were
3: you like sitting in the delivery room, like on your laptop or like, <laughs> what are we talking about here?
1: Well, Muschamp, Will Muschamp did not get hired until December. Of that year. And she was born before that. Okay. But probably. I mean, I I really don't know. There was way too much going on from a work. But, I like, I have videos. I've gone back. um, And even after she was born, right, because the coaching search was still going on. We'll look back over these home videos. We literally saw one, like, a few weeks ago. And it's, like, the youngest daughter playing on the floor... The, the youngest one being fed or something, and I'm walking around, like, trying to keep things, and I'm, like, talking to Wes on the phone about the coaching search. Like, you can hear me talking about blah, 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 Will Muschamp, blah, blah, blah. So that that's not the most off the wall, but that was definitely, like, the craziest time of trying to work and balance everything. Okay, we're going to run into a timeout.
3: I have a very important question to ask on the other side relating to these kind of things since we're already talking about it. We'll come back with that question. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs right here on 107.5 The
0: Game. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game.
3: Back in on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler, West and Chris along with you going until 12 o'clock and then it'll be the halftime show with Jay and Terry. We're having this conversation about the weird places you guys have reported and broke stories and so on and so forth. And you mentioned the thing about your child being born and, you know, that being in the midst of, of the coaching search after Spurrier stepped down. I'm curious, both, these guys, both of you guys are married. How much did the calendar of the sports year and what you guys do affect your wedding date?
1: oh 100%. Yeah, it was the main determining factor.
3: Yeah. And how did you how did you ultimately decide on the right day
2: for that? Well, she picked. But <laughs> she, <laughs> that's the answer to every question. She picked, but she knew it ne- but I mean she wasn't going to my both of our wives enjoyed going to the games anyway, so it was not yeah. my wife was never going to pick the a day that could have possibly been a South Carolina football game. If I would have even suggested a South Carolina football game,
1: not that I would have, but if I did, wedding party would have been off. You would have been there by yourself. (laughs) Yeah. But I do have, you know, now we have, on the other hand, had some weddings on game days. That you had to go to. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are tough. Um, And so some creativity, you know, is involved with those. Uh, Oh, Colin was
3: telling me, a story, what, it wasn't his wedding, maybe it was somebody else's wedding, where somebody's on a Zoom call with Champ. No, you that was hear, definitely his wedding. That was his wedding? Okay. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't him. Okay. Obviously. But was it one of you guys on the Zoom call with <laughs> Champ? It was not, Muschamp, it was not can, one of us. Where you we can will, hear things we,
2: going on in the background? We will just say it was not one of us. Okay.
3: Somebody, <laughs> he shared that story of a couple weeks ago, somebody did that. Yeah, and you can hear,
1: like, Collins' wedding going on I, in I carried background. my background. Uh, I carried my iPad and my suit jacket one time to a wedding and then put it out on a table at the reception to watch the South Carolina-Kentucky game one year. Now, see, May that's lost. not an odd thing.
3: I've watched, like, no. football games at weddings. That's not an unusual
1: thing. Well, we checked before, like, you guys going to be playing the game by any chance? They're like, no. <laughs> okay, well, we'll bring it then. I'm going to be playing the game. <laughs> yeah, we're going to play it at this table. Got to do what you got to do,
2: yeah. But it was a, it was that was a huge factor. I have a completely different um, subject. Go for it. Okay. That I've been looking for a way to shoehorn in. Just put it in there. Not happening. This is definitely an off-season discussion. We teased this when uh, our friend Preston Thorne used to sit in this chair. Cue some sad music. Yeah, he is no longer with us. He is hanging out on the morning show for some reason. But I'm ready to have, because we had the Nick Emanwari conversation last week about if he's the fastest guy on the team. I'm ready to have the conversation about is there any part of you that wants to move Emanwari to linebacker? mm or are you completely overthinking life if you even consider it we we had we had somebody on YouTube respond and basically they were like, You're an idiot like why why would you why would you even consider moving a guy I'm exaggerating, but why would you even consider moving a guy who was so good as a true freshman in the s e c at safety my and again, my answer is not that you absolutely should move him. My I'm still just questioning should you consider it? Should you look into it? Should you play him some reps at linebacker in the spring just to see? Just to see what it looks like, just to see what happens. Now, a a big obviously a big part of this equation is What does the rest of your defense look like? Where does he best help this defense? And that's why I think it probably does not happen, ultimately, because he's going to be needed at safety. I think they're going to have a little more depth at safety, potentially, this year than they did this past season. However, I don't know if you can comfortably make that move. But my only point is just in the context of Eamon Worry himself his best possible future position. Is there a part of you that says this guy is a tackling machine, has great instincts, naturally takes proper angles in tackling, I feel like. That is his superpower. Covering, covering passes 50 yards downfield is not his superpower. Um, it's something I'm sure he'll be working on this offseason. But his superpower is being big, fast, athletic, and being able to track ball carriers. There's that little sort of voice in the back of my head that's like, man, this guy could be, like the sky is the limit to how good he could be at linebacker.
1: I'm a little bit, so I do not think you're crazy for saying that. Like if South Carolina announced tomorrow, for some reason, <laughs> in the off season, that Nicky Minwari was moving to linebacker, like okay, as long as y'all have safety situated, as long as you feel good about it, I get it. That's not one of those things where you go, why would they do that? Because from a skill set standpoint, I think you're right on it with his tool set, his size, his speed, his physicality. You don't look at Nicky Minwari and say he can't play linebacker you actually think, well, he can thrive doing that. But you also think he could thrive at safety. So here's what I land on when I think about it. And you did give me an advanced preview of your pre of your, you know, theory on Nicky Minori. Why not he's he's kind of a unicorn from a size to athleticism ratio. So make him that. So what about an Isaiah Simmons type of role at Clemson? And I look back to do a little research, Wes. At Isaiah Simmons' career at Clemson, people may get annoyed, roll their eyes, and say you shouldn't use a Clemson player. Okay, I am, because it's a good comparison. Um, Isaiah Simmons' snap breakdown his last season at Clemson. D-line, 116 snaps. Box, 299. Slot corner, 262. Wide corner, 13. Free safety, 132. And he also played a bunch of snaps on special teams. Now, I'm not saying you got to put Nicky worry out wide, make him a corner. But when you look at the skill set, it makes sense. I remember talking West to his high school coach, Aaron Brand at Ermo, And one of the things he brought up is he was like, if that kid, if you wanted him to, if he wanted to put a bunch of weight on him and let him rush the passer, he could go do that and be really, really good at it. So why not make him kind of a,
2: a unicorn type of role where you can move them all around. Yeah. That's now I first of all I'm just processing the news that he played outside corner for thirteen snaps. He did. did. Isaiah Simmons did. Yeah. I gotta imagine I don't know. I don't I'm not gonna pretend. I don't watch a lot of Clemson ball, but maybe that's when a tight end was flexed all the way out there, potentially. But still, I mean, the ability to cover space at that size, um Regardless of what uniform he's in. He was two hundred thirty eight and ran a four three nine at the combine. Isaiah Simmons was. By the way, I did go back and confirm four four seven for Eamon Worry out of high school. And he's gotten faster now.
1: Yes. Because he's been he's gotten even more training on how
0: Takeover Hour,
1: presented by Firehouse Subs,
0: founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell and Tyler Head, on your home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game
3: Back in on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, Tyler, Wes and Chris along with you, uh, continuing on with y'all's conversation about Nicky Manwari, Thomas from Camden hits us on the Firehouse Subs text line 803-404-6100 saying he thinks that Eamon Wari would be better at linebacker than safety. If you think about it, he was making most of his tackles that the linebacker should have made. And if he had the speed, why not go ahead
1: and play the linebacker position? He, he was a cleanup man. I mean, you look at the solo tackle numbers, they were intense. And I actually looked up, Eman, I, I gave Isaiah Simmons like PFF, snaps by position breakdown, kind of as a as a reference point to what It could do with even Warrior. The numbers are kind of interesting, Wes, and I'm going to give them to you in just a second. But first, I want to take a minute to tell you about Amy Mason Cup State Farm. When my family was looking to switch and save on our insurance, we turned to Amy Mason Cup State Farm. She took care of the rest. An experienced team, a knowledgeable team, responsive and helpful, and they can help you with all sorts of insurance policies. Home, auto, business, boat, renter's insurance, life insurance. Medicare supplements and more South Carolina native local agent. She and her team can give you a personalized quote to meet your needs and help you save. You can also stop by her office at Ashland Park Plaza, 612 St. Andrews Road, right off I-26. Make sure you ask about the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Dynamic new features like interactive maps and driving tips. You can earn up to 30% and all across the country drivers are reaping the rewards of safer driving with the updated Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. So, again, that's Amy Mason Cup. AmyMasonCup.com, M A S I N C U P P, or 803 772 5554. Give Amy Mason Cup State Farm a call today to learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wes, do you think that Nicky Manwori played more snaps at free safety or in the box last season? According to PFF? That's right. Because
2: I didn't count him up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say in the box.
1: Close, though. That was kind of a trick question because it's very close. So he played 942 snaps. Between, between defense and special teams, although he didn't play a ton on special teams. Because he had to play every snap on defense. Yeah. he played one snap of kick return, one of punt return. He did a little kick coverage, a little punt coverage, and he was on the field goal extra point block team, which makes sense. Um, but mostly defensive snaps, right? Um, in the box, about a third of the time, 315 snaps, at free safety, 335, according to PFF. Um, he also did play some slot corner, 170 snaps. And they classified him as a D lineman, 20 snaps, wide corner, just twice. My guess that might have been down in the red zone, depending yeah, on packages. Yeah, that had
2: to be. And, and you know, when I, – I don't think he played a single snap of actual nickel. Like, if you were if you're looking yeah. at it from a South Carolina defensive structure mm-hmm. standpoint – um, he wasn't playing that position. If you were looking at it from a PFF standpoint and you're a neutral observer, you're seeing, all right, he's up in the box playing mm-hmm. man coverage against the slot receiver. You would categorize him as a slot corner. it's more of a box safety. But, just but kinda, really, yeah, yeah, it's probably him walked up. Yeah, they probably played a single high safety there. Yeah, and he's which they played a ton of single high and they played yep. a ton of man coverage. So, you know, from... semantics, uh, I think, to an extent. So the answer,
1: then, is more likely
2: that you were right.
1: The answer is probably that you take those 315 box snaps and the 170 slot corner snaps, and what that means is he played the box more Mm -hmm. than he did at free safety. So I guess, in your question, to go back to your point,
2: do you increase that even more in 2023? Yeah, and and I, I think what we're also seeing is that he's already he's actually already doing some of the things we're talking about without quote moving him to another position. You know, he can yeah. play in the box a ton without being a quote linebacker. Uh which you know, there're negatives to playing linebacker. You're having to get you're having to deal with offensive linemen being on you basically all the time as opposed to running free and making these tackles From your safety spot. And one other thing before we close this out. Last year, you felt great about
1: doing what you said. One high and man coverage because you got Cam Smith and Darius Rush. Mm -hmm. This season, do you feel as good about doing that? You know, because then if you're walking down Nicky Minori, now you're a little bit more exposed, so to speak, on the back end. So just another interesting consideration when you sort through the possibility of this. All right, that'll do it for
3: today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. We'll be back tomorrow for the Wednesday edition. For Wes and Chris, I'm Tyler. Going to head into a commercial break, come back on the other side with Jay and Chris and the Halftime Show right here on 107.5 The Game.